Xbox Record This is a podcast celebrating all things gaming, food, and the good old days. Hosted by three BFFs, Daddy Diwali, Chipotle Bear, and Bubble Boy N7. This is Cortana. And remember, don't make a girl a promise if you know you can't keep it. As always, Spartans, see you online. Oh, hello, Daddy Diwali here, and welcome to Xbox Record This, episode 64. No, we will not be making any references to the Nintendo 64, hands down the worst system of all entertainment systems. Well, no, let's take that back, Wii U. Well, I don't know, they're both pretty of bad. Of all systems? Joining no. me, uh, dude, it's pretty bad. As always, the assistant to the co-host, Chipotle Bear, Chipotle Bear, how are you, my friend? You know, I'm doing just splendid today. Uh, back at work, had our leadership kickoff at work, which was great. Actually, I enjoyed it a lot. It was just, it was a long whoa, day. Whoa, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, Jose. Bubble boy, I got to interrupt the podcast right here. Does Jose sound like absolute caca coming through to you? It was it was horrific. I was <laughs> assuming it was my end, and I was like, oh, good. It's Guys, just me. Well, you know, we're a small operation over here at Xbox Records, and for some reason, the assistant to the co-host, Polly Bear, cannot pay for more than his $9.99 Walmart internet, and it's always breaking through, and I don't understand what's going on. But Jose, for the record, gonna... you literally made fun of me last episode for how much I spend on my internet, so you can't tell me I have $10 Maybe a, Well, you're not spending enough. You're spending too much on streaming services and not on your internet, apparently. I, Jose, I'm concerned. I'm just going to say this right here. If it's bad audio, your ass is editing it. Joining us, as always, the assistant to the assistant to the co-host. I'm cutting Chipotle Bear off. I don't know what's going on over there. It's Bubble Boy and Seven. How are you? A Bubble Boy? Yes, a Bubble Boy. What's a Bubble Boy? He lives in a bubble. Boy. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited because I got my soundboard going, as you can hear there, and my new T-shirt. Um, for those of you who aren't, watching on youtube uh chipotle bear tell him what it says he's busy it says do you even chicken dinner bro and there's the achievement for 30 stupid points from forza horizon 5 and winning the eliminator bubble boy is a part of the uh point zero eight or no zero point eight percent of players who have gotten it and he's rubbing it in my face bubble boy do me a favor uh, never wear that t-shirt again. And also, can you put the mic, you know, four to six inches from your mouth? You're kind of soft over there. Just, just so you well, know. and it's it's okay. You don't have to worry about it because you don't you play to have fun, right? So you don't have to worry about. Oh the God, I swear to God, if you play another sound bit right now on that soundboard, I'm mute. I'm permanently muting you. Okay, Bubble like, Boy also about playing a, to. Uh, 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 you play sound. to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You play to win the game. Okay, I'll allow that because we play games. We play to have fun in games. And uh, shout out to Herm Edwards, uh, one of the greatest coaches of all time and best sound bits out there. Guys, this is episode 64 of XRT. This week, we're going to be talking about some Xbox news, some uh, stuff that Bubble Boy wants to bring to our attention, possibly food. 
And hopefully Chipotle Bear is going to join us and fix his microphone and internet over there. I don't know what's going on. So let's start the show like we always do with some shout outs. And, you know, fortunately this week, guys, we've got a couple of shout outs. So uh, I hope I didn't miss anything. Hopefully there wasn't a late submission from Jay Bizzle. But the first one comes from X Bacon Gaming over on YouTube. He wrote on our last video, he said, Sitting on 165,000 rewards points, which translates to $178. Really wish I didn't use all my points to buy Cyberpunk earlier, but I am almost halfway to my soundboard. Well, congratulations, Bacon. My only concern is, is you're going to spend all this time trying to get to that amount, and then they're going to take the soundbar off of the Xbox, whoever you're buying it through the Microsoft Store, and then what are you going to do? Okay, so just take the money now, get a gift card and sit on it before it expires. Okay, and then Jose, why don't you read the next shout out? If I don't know, let's this will be a test, Claire, because uh, Jose is over there. Like I said, he's paying $7.99 for AOL uh, dial up. For some reason, he found it. They're still around. And yeah, for free. The discs. <laughs> That's where I got. It. That's my Internet. Um. It says, hello, gentlemen. I'm casting my vote for an organized ranking system of all Top Gun call signs, not chaos. I hope my side wins. Thank you, Claire. That's why we invite you for organization and structure because Lord knows we need it. Back to Claire. For my fellow serial levels, lovers, I listen to this lovely podcast called The Empty Bowl, which is simply a meditative podcast about serial, and I highly recommend it. I learned so much and have been relaxed at the same time. Also, the Cracker Barrel mac and cheese that Bubble Boy talked about on the previous episode is available at King Supers and Target as well. They have a variety of cheese flavors, and they're all pretty bomb. Velveeta shells and cheese is the absolute classic, though, and for that reason, it cannot be beat. Now that we're Xbox friends, please understand that I'm still playing Elden Ring because I literally haven't beaten it yet. Any tips for a mage build on the Fire Giant? Oh, Claire, give me a shout. I I can help you how to do that. That's It, it was hard for me to. See you online. Your faithful fan, Claire Claire de Squir. Thanks, Claire. Shout out to Claire. Claire, yes, I do remember, Claire. I did a mage on my second playthrough on the PS5 when I got my platinum in addition to the 1,000 on 1,000 on Xbox, and I was a mage. And I remember having trouble with that fire giant, too. I can't remember. I don't know, Jose. I don't know if that one gave... I don't think that one gave me trouble. Claire, I think you just need to use the spell with where it launches those those rocks, right, Jose? I think the rocks one, the three rocks that come out of the ground, I think that annihilates it. You probably will have trouble on that blackbird boss whatever that one was i think that's is that an optional one or no you have to face that I th- you guys know what i'm talking about We're i think in the, that like, was a room i i the, the mogwin palace i think is what it's called i think that's a part of the game and and that's the one claire that you will have trouble but props to you so far Claire. you're pretty dang far well yeah she's almost at the end right? yeah fire so, giants right before the kind of that final sky area so you're oh yeah Maybe you're right, Jose. Yeah. Maybe is it an optional boss? I don't know. But either way, shout out, Claire. Very impressive that you've gotten that far in uh, Elden Ring. You're you're a pro at this point. So that has been the shout outs for the week. All right, let's move on to the warm up for the week. So, Bubble Boy, why don't you take it away, my friend? Well, I believe this was actually uh, Chipotle Bear's idea, but I also love it. So we were. Um, obviously we had all just played the Shredder's Revenge. And so we were wanting to do the top five Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles villains. And I think Jose has to go last because his is probably the closest to a definitive list. So, uh, D Wally, why don't you start it? 
Uh, why don't you go first there, Bubble Boy? I'm okay, yeah, I'm mind. assuming yours is another one of those. Well, I think, I think was Splinter a bad guy? I can't remember. Correct. Um, so my honorable mention is Actually, okay, I can go. I can go. Okay, okay. Here we go, guys. This is the definitive XRT list. Just made it on the spot because uh, that's how I roll with these things. Number five, and remember, keep in mind, this is all relating. It's all coming back to one thing. And what is that chance? Pizza. Uh, the, uh, pizza? No. no. The 1990s cartoon slash Teenage oh, yeah. Turtles in yeah, Time. Yeah, yeah. So this sure. is where my list For revolves sure. around. Number five. I know this isn't, you know, a traditional villain, but they, they really are. Number five is the Foot Clan as a whole. That is my number five top villain. Got to give it up to the Foot Clan. You know, if it weren't for them, you wouldn't have all of those baddies that you got to just throw at your screen and, and hack and slash. Number four, the duo, Bebop and Rocksteady. I mean, come on. Everybody knows Bebop and Rocksteady. And then number three, kind of a, I don't know where this is going to end up on your list, Slash. I always thought Slash was kind of scary, kind of cool. Yeah. You know, the evil turtle. Uh, unlike, spoiler alert, Bubble Boy, he had, Crank at number five. I'm putting you got to put him at number two. He's annoying, but he's the number two man. Of course, number one is Shredder. I mean, is there a, is there a better boss than Shredder? Let's be real. Um, I'm trying to think. Maybe Toka and Razor would be in there, but uh, the thing that stands out to me from Toka and Razor is always in TMNT two, the movie where he's like, yep. Shredder sends him out. <laughs> Remember, and he's like, go play. Have fun, and then they like look at each other. I, I for some reason of oh, all the scenes of Tokar oh, yeah. Razor, that's what stands it's out. Quintessentially, I, I don't. I just bad. can't take him serious. I don't even be. think Crane yeah. necessarily is that great, but he, he he's number two. He is number two. He's got the big bodies. You know, he's just, he's Crane. So that that's the definitive XRT yeah. list of TMNT uh villains bubble boy well, and he didn't make number five for me krang was honorable mention i can't bring myself to like him the the body that he's in is so weird it's like half hulk hogan half dwight Schrute. like it just doesn't i don't know it doesn't add up to me and the fact that he like sits in his belly it's like why wouldn't you just make it why wouldn't krang be the head part i don't know um number five i think we have almost identical list outside of that except you were missing one important one um five i had bebop and rocksteady four baxter stockman oh maybe you had two difference did you have baxter stockman no he would have been honorable mention for yeah. me um three Ooh, slash oh no what's the crocodile leatherhead uh, Leatherhead, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well. um, number two, the one that you didn't have that I was surprised, and maybe he was my probably one of my favorites because I had a toy of him, was Metalhead. He was like the robot that looked like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, um, and that was like one of the coolest toys ever. Yeah, the thing with Metalhead Bubble Boy is he was an annoying boss, I remember, in the game. He's one of oh, the, yeah. He did that yeah, arm where it like extended, you know, he's stupid yep. robotic and everything. Yeah, but yep, shout out yep. to Metalhead. I like him. And then, of course, yeah, Shredder, number one, impossible to beat Shredder. Um, I think if when if and when we do a full blown like overall villains, um, he might he might make the list. And a great representation in the cartoons, in the games, and in the movies too. Very creepy. Yeah, for know? sure. That's a good point, so, Dan. Jose. Really take it point. away. Uh, I'm actually not too far off from you guys. I have I have a couple slight differences. Uh, my honorable mentions were, of course, Baxter Stockman. Uh, not only because he was a great villain. 
like he, in the in the cartoon, he was just a scientist who was like helping Shredder. He, he created Bebop and Rocksteady. He was working with the Ooze, um, and then he also made the Mousers, which were their own really cool villain in of themselves. Um, and they had some really cool Mouser toys when we were kids too, like of the Ninja Turtle line. Um, so he was a big. Those guy things are annoying in the games. Yeah, um, and then he obviously became the fly version of Baxter Stockman, just a very iconic character, which is pretty awesome. Um, and then my other honorable mention was also Bebop. And I, I love Bebop and Rocksteady. I've always liked Bebop more. I just think he was more iconic with like the Michael Jackson jacket and the purple like laser sunglasses kind of thing. Um, so I've always liked him a little bit better, but shout out to them. My number five was also Metalhead for the same reasons Chance said, you know, like um, it, the toy was incredible. I agree that the boss in the game was frustrating because he was also one of the only bosses that could do a move that was diagonal. Everybody else's was just straight across or up and down, and his was like diagonal, which was as an uncoordinated youth that was hard to to fight against. My number three, you didn't have number four. What you didn't have was the pizza monsters. I don't. They weren't like really like substantial villains. I just thought they were so iconic because it was this thing that the turtles loved so much, and they turned it into a monster. And they made appearances in both Turtles in Time and, of course, in Shredder's Revenge, which I really appreciated that nod as well. My number three is Krang and his robot. I, I mean, Krang is really the 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 mat like the the brain behind the operations. I mean, Shredder is too, but he's just driven by like vengeance. Krang is like, no, we're going to take over the world, and his robot is like. Even as a kid, I was like, this is the weirdest design for a bad guy. This dude in like Superman underwear who's like bald and has shaped head is like a shaped Hershey's kiss. Like it's just a very bizarre design, but iconic. Everybody knows exactly what that is when you look at it across generations. So that was cool. My number two was Taka and Razor because they were just like as Secret of the Use was such a formative movie in my childhood. And like that they, they they were this wolf and this turtle and they like threw the ooze and you did the, the it starts shaking as they're becoming monsters. Um, and then at the end, they're like dancing to vanilla ice and beating them like it just man, that was such a great time in my childhood to watch that stuff. Uh, and I, Dan, you did a great voice of the Shredder. Go play. That was you sounded a lot like it, which was awesome. Um, and then my number one was Super Shredder. Um, I loved Shredder, but I just I remember even as a kid too thinking like when you see Shredder and he's like all jacked and he has like a million spikes now, you know, that's a pretty cool rendition that they were just like, we need an even better villain. And they're like, how about we just make him super? And that was enough, man. That's all it took back in the day. So uh, that is my list, you know, and, and the reason I brought this topic up and I'll pass it back to Dan and you guys is a lot of people just only know the big names in Turtles. Like, you know, Shredder, you know, Krang, you know, Bebop and Rocksteady. But the truth is there were a lot of villains in the games in the cartoon because the game, the, the, the cartoon went, what, 11 seasons or something like that? Like, there's just a lot of guys. And even the new iterations brought in new villains and stuff like that. So it's just cool to see that creativity come through. So. Thank you, uh, Chipotle Bear. Bubble Boy, I hope that's coming through. I don't know about you, but I, I think he said something about turtles villains uh yeah no it it it's a little spotty um i got the gist of it um and i yeah of course it's gonna be good when we listen back to it though (laughs) guys we're gonna listen back to this and we're gonna hear it just like you do when we listen to the episode we don't even know what jose is saying just just to let you know so shout out to zencaster i Uh, think he said he liked my t-shirt Better than your t-shirt. Oh, moving on. Thank you, Jose, for the warm-up for the week. Let's move into Xbox news for the week. Let's start out with, I don't know if this is necessarily a big story for you guys. I don't know. I don't think you either of you use it very much, but this is coming straight from Xbox Wire from 
Eric Voris, Principal Program Manager, Player Experiences and Platforms. Wow, what a title. Connect Your Worlds Discord Voice Chat comes to Xbox consoles for Xbox Insiders. Get ready to connect with your Discord friends and communities on Xbox. Discord chat is coming to Xbox Series X, S, and Xbox One consoles. You'll be able to chat with anyone on Discord via the chat the voice channels or group calls directly from your console, making it easy to connect with friends across mobile, Xbox, PC, other, well, it doesn't say this, but other consoles. The update will, well, I guess you can't do other consoles technically. The update will start rolling out to Xbox Insiders and will be available soon for everyone. Guys, this is a big deal. As much as I hate Discord, because one the one time I signed up for it, it asked for I have forgot my password and it wouldn't give it to me because long story short, I never created a backup security question, but it thought I did. It was it was a nightmare. But anyway, this is very cool because now uh, instead of using Xbox parties, we can use Discord to chat, and this will make it easier for that inevitable shift to maybe when I will be a PC player. And then I'll be able to join, even though I can join join parties with you guys on Xbox right now, this ensures that we can cross-play with people who are on PCs. And eventually, I'm assuming PlayStation, and I'm assuming Nintendo as well, hopefully, but who knows with Nintendo. Um, Jose, I'm going to start with you. Any any reactions to this? Do you Are you familiar with Discord? Have you ever signed into Discord? Uh, what are your thoughts, if we can hear yeah. you? Yeah, I'm very familiar with Discord. Uh, and it's a cool system. I don't use it a whole lot. We use it a lot in our esports team at school. That's how our students communicate with their coaches and stuff like that. Um, and I'm part of that to see, kind of just see what's going on at all times because that's my job. But um, it's a cool pl- platform. Like I, I kind of wish it was around when we were younger. I could have totally, totally seen it as something we would have used with our friends uh, in high school and in and in college even. And um, you know, I, I I know that a lot of like podcasts actually have Discord, so that might be something we may need look into creating for XRT at some point when our community as our community grows, just to interact with our fans and house some of our very important knowledge and uh, experiences and that kind of stuff. So uh, I just, I know this is a big win in the Xbox world because it's just again it's about this this is a very clear indication that they're about bringing people together, um, and we all know that when you game with your friends, it's cool. But it, may, it comes even infinitely cooler when you can hear them and talk to them. Uh, so it's a big deal. So I'm happy they're doing it. And um, yeah, I'm excited, man. Uh, Bubble Boy, did you know that Sony bought a large percentage of Discord? I did Mace not. And that Bill. would be what makes me think maybe they are going to go cross-platform. But, which the would... why, but that's what's so confusing to, is to me. is I remember when they bought a huge stake in Discord. I was like, oh, that means it's coming to them right away. I still don't think they have a Discord app. Jose, can you check? I'm pretty sure they don't. And I'm surprised that Xbox got it first. Uh, Do you think it has anything to do with Sony and their cross-platform rules? Or why would they invest in it but then not get the app immediately onto their console? Especially first. It's very bizarre to me. I mean... I think this is... Maybe it's because Xbox and PC have... You know, they're both kind of one and they share... Um, you can use Jose breaking news said you can use Discord on PS4, but you need a PC. Uh, it's not officially supported on PS4. Uh, so <laughs> no, so it's not natively available. So Bubble Boy, what are your thoughts on on the Discord app? Will you be using it, or are you going to stick to Xbox parties? Uh, 
No, I'll stick to Xbox parties for the handful of times that I do Xbox parties. I just, yeah, it's, it, I think it'd be cool in terms of for people who like to talk while they're not necessarily in playing Halo and stuff. Yeah. But, and I mean, you can do that. Basically, console. a chance this is Xbox parties, but for everything and anything. You could be on your phone, yeah. you can be on your PC, yeah. you can be a, basically anywhere except for PlayStation and Nintendo, apparently. But, um, but you can already kind of do that. What's funny is that I can join a party on my phone. I've done that. I remember Pony yeah. when he bought his yeah. used Cougar, when he was driving back from like Mississippi or wherever, he was just listening to us the whole time streaming in a party because he didn't want to fall asleep and he needed a distraction, but he was just in the Xbox party the whole time. So essentially the same thing, but I guess this well, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to go bigger and cross play with PlayStation and Nintendo. So either way, very cool news. Yeah. Uh, I'm and definitely I think interested in, in terms of social things. I'm always kind of, you know, like the Ron Swanson approach. I like to not get involved in these matters or any matters of any nature. Oh my God. You guys are gonna have to ban that soundboard. Let's move on to the next door. One of our favorite segments. And this is again, coming from the Xbox wire over at Megan Spur community lead coming soon to Xbox game pass, July 18th, 2022. Here are the games coming soon. And this is getting great reviews. And apparently I'm going to have to play it as dusk falls cloud console PC. It is out now. Sins of Solar Empire Rebellion on PC, July 21st, a spacefaring empire and a standalone ec- uh, expansion. You command a spacefaring empire with 4X depth and real-time strategy gameplay. Watch Dogs 2, cloud console PC, July 19th. Play as Marcus, a young, brilliant hacker living in the birthplace of tech revolution, the San Francisco Bay Area, and you're just hacking away. Uh, I recommend this one. I liked it. It's got an update as well, 60 frames per second. If you missed it, you're, you're itching for an open-world game that's just kind of just fun to play and mess around in watch dogs too. uh moto gp 22 cloud console pc july 21st this is a motorcycle game you guys motorcycle motor gp 22 torment tides of numenera cloud and console july 21st explore earth 1 billion years into the future and the science fantasy setting of numenera Discover the ninth world built on the bones of extinct, extinct hyper-advanced civilizations and leave your own mark on it. Make thousands of essential choices, face the consequences, and meet death incarnated as you seek the answer to the ultimate question, what does one life matter? Sounds pretty cool, but I'm looking at the box art. Not sure, but maybe I'll check out a trailer. And then here's another big one. Everybody... Inside Cloud Console PC, July 29th, one of our games of the year. If we were still covering video games back there, if it was the show was created, I'm not going to say anything. Just go play Inside. It is a dark narrative driven platformer. Clear to Square, this game, go play it. Everybody who has not played Inside, go play it. Bubble Boy, any thoughts on these uh, 
games coming to xbox anything yeah Yeah. i downloaded torment i want to try it it seems like it's something up my alley um it was only seven gigs to download so um i might give that one a shot and then the only other thing i think about i look at that rebellion um that looks like a gross ripoff of a reaper does it not um yeah i saw the same thing and said the same thing yeah, like, looks oh, like Mass Effect, uh, no. Sins of Solar Empire Rebellion Reaper Edition. Um, Jose, any thoughts? Are you going to check out As Dusk Falls? Oh, yeah, Chance, are you going to play As Dusk Falls? I am. I have it downloaded. I've I've tried to start it a couple of times, but really? I really don't want to start it. I don't want to play it while being distracted, um, and I want to play it by myself the first time. I think the idea of having like eight different people weigh in can be cool. And I, that might be a really fun party game. Uh, yeah. But I want to, I want to do it by myself the first time. Yeah. Maybe this will be a good game for me to stream for Miso Pony and my marathon streams, by the way, guys, I can't wait till we get to what we've been playing. Cause I've got a lot to talk about. So totally bear any reaction to these new games coming to game pass or just, uh, just that I want to play inside. I didn't play it before. I know you guys recommended it. highly. What? Back on game pass. Yeah, so Dude, I'm gonna go play, play that right cool, now. Cool, man. No, I can't. Oh, and we'll talk about that when we get to our game section. But I, it's you on my list. I do want to play it. Oh, Jose, you are in for a treat. Oh my god, I can't wait. Perfect, and bring a review for that because I can't wait to hear your impressions. I, I I'm shocked that you didn't play inside. So, games coming to Xbox, guys. Let's move on to the next story and chance. I believe this one is yeah. the Unity CEO. Yeah, so the guy from EA, right? That yes. that said not focusing on monetization is is we talked about it last week. Those yeah. people are idiots. Um, with some other choice words, of course, he's coming out with the apology right after. So just last week we talked about that. Um, I again, it's it's one of those things that I feel like if people had read the rest of the story or the article or the quote, they probably would have understood, and that I think. I don't know. I, I'm trying to put. I'm trying to empathize with maybe him and the other developers. I think this might be one of those things where people are getting upset just to get upset. That other developers, he actually gave them quite a bit of credit. He's like, "What you do is pure and it's artistic, and there's a science to it, and it's incredible." And I wish I was as cool as you, but I'm not because I'm <laughs> driven by money. Um, and so I, I was just curious at how many where this backlash is coming from. If it's just the counterculture thing, or if there were actually, I'm sure there was a couple people that were upset and they have every right to be, but I don't know. I just, I just, it was funny how quick it came. Yeah. I'm wondering like, was it really necessary? I like this quote. I'm just reading some comments on uh, on the IGN article. Uh, sperm too said, I know what he meant when he said, when he, what he said the first time he's a businessman and he sees the business side of things. His apology is a PR move and not his initial response. He's still going to have that same perspective. I, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Did you read like the whole, his whole apology chance? It seems like he's no, I didn't. Um, I'm actually looking at p- bits of it now. He had four main points. Jose, why don't you yeah. go and I'll read a couple more. I, I don't, I like to me, it just seems like he's, I mean, I he, he's apologizing really because of he he said it in a crude way, and he he even says at the bottom of this this article is by Adam Banker. Yeah, the the one um, sentence. I wish I wish I one sentence. I wish I'd never said. Yeah, the but, rest but of it though, of the, he kind of explains like what he meant. I don't know. Yeah, one of the points that I really like that he meant was he said, "Look, 
a lot of people want to make games to enjoy art for art's sake. They want, you know, that's what they work hard for. All right, we're back. <laughs> Audio and video listeners, everybody listening, you're not going to know it, but we have been off the air for 30 minutes now. We are having some crazy recording issues again we are a small operation over here at xrt so if you'd love to donate to the show please check out our patreon but we actually we don't have one so let's pick up where we were hopefully jose is going to come through and hopefully bubble boy well bubble boy's been great tonight it's just really been chipotle bearing that walmart connection let's move on to the next story guys xbox pioneer forms jar of sparks a new studio dedicated to triple a action adventure games this isn't coming from cat bailey over at ign jerry hook former head design on halo infinite teams up with net ease to open a new studio bubble boy take it away on this one yeah i was really excited i think it's always cool it this seems like it's kind of a promotion thing like splitting on good terms which is always positive and um he quotes he says he wants to create a new generation of narrative driven action games with immersive worlds which i think is awesome um some of the people that he's bringing with him are paul crocker um who was the lead narrative director on batman arkham trilogy so awesome greg stone who produced doom 2016 awesome um and then steve uh, steve dyke is that I, I'm have, I don't know how to pronounce that name. Um, who worked on SSX and NBA Street? I thought you were going to say Steve Downs. Master Steve, Chief. yeah, no. <laughs> um, but I just think it's cool. Um, they all worked on Halo together as well, um, and they worked on Halo Infinite. Some of them worked on Halo Four, Halo Five, um, Destiny, and all coming from Three Four Three. But I, I just think it's really cool that they're doing this. Um, and one of the quotes that he had from a lot later on in the article, in case you're not going to read the whole thing. Um, let me find it here. The other thing, I I love their name. Their name that they're opening the company under is called Jar mm -hmm. of Sparks. I just think that's really cool. Yeah. Um, and I think it says a lot about what the game could be. But um, where was that? Well, you're looking that. Actually, yeah, give us I, your I, take real quick and let me Yeah, I just want to say, I heard some people discussing this and saying, should we be a little concerned about all of the people who have recently left 343? So I remember the lead multiplayer guy, Andrew, I can't remember his name. I follow him on Twitter. He left. He's going somewhere new. This gentleman left, and he's been there for a long time. There were multiple people who left last year. Um, Jose, do you have any concerns about this, or is this just a result of there's money to be made out there? All of these game development studios are hiring. Maybe some people are just sick of working on one franchise at a time. Is turnover just... I feel like is it just more common in video games because people, like I said, want to try something new and there's just a lot more opportunities and, or I don't know, should we be concerned about Halo? I personally think that yes, it's a little concerning, but at the same time, we still Joseph Staten coming, I think is a huge, I think that's a way bigger deal than what we knew at the time was. And I feel like it's really in good hands with somebody who really is passionate, who's been there from the beginning and wants to take good care of Halo. Halo Infinite is going to be our games of service for the entire generation. I still have faith because in when I play Halo, I have what do we have? What do we do, Chance? We have fun in games. Okay. You play to have fun in games. Chance, you play 
to a bun in games. What is this, amateur hour? You play to win the game. Thank you don't you. play to just play it. Thank you. So at its core, I still I still have faith in Halo Infinite. I still think that there are good things going to be coming throughout the generation. We just need to be a little patient. It's only been out for a year, not even a year. Jose, should we be concerned about this? And what do you think of Jar of Sparks? I'm excited, but again, when are we going to see a game from them? Five years? So Jose, give me your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. We're not going to see a game because they want to do triple A games. That takes a long time and a lot of money. But I would say that I'm excited. I, I'm not worried about 343. Look, he, here's the truth. Like you said in our last episode, Dan, Halo Infinite is the only Halo that we're getting this generation and possibly ever moving forward, right? If this is going to be a live service game, it may be that all we get are spinoffs and expansions and DLCs and, and all that kind of stuff. And that's fine. Like they just released the the new Halo one from this week, the Lone Wolves season two, part two kind of thing. And it was awesome. We'll talk about that when we get to the game thing. But here's here's the reality of in the working world, right? Because we play these as consumers. We play these as fans. If this was your job and you're at 343, you know that this is all they're doing. This is it. Halo every day, all day, 365. And that's not a bad thing. That's that's what millions, hundreds of millions of people love across the world. But if you have a creative itch or you want to do something different, yearly you only have this option to go somewhere else. And so on some level, it is always scary when a lot of great talent leaves a company. But that doesn't mean that there's not great talent to fill the spaces. And if they're not happy there, if they want to do those other things, they should do that. That's what life is about in expanding that space. So I'm happy for them. I'm excited to see what they come up with. Um, I don't know if this is the quote that Chance was talking about, but towards the end of the article, he says, our goal is that we don't want to go after God of War. We want to create our own space. It has a good dedicated following, and it's a great title that people want to sink their teeth into. I think that's very noble. He's like, look, we want to make great games, but we're not coming out of the gate saying, we're going to be game of the year 2022 over Elden Ring and and God of War and Gotham Knights and that kind of stuff. We just want to make a great game that we love. And maybe down the road, that's what it becomes. And, and honestly, all those games started with Humble Beginnings, right? Um, so I'm excited for them. I hope it works out well. Again, I just like that there's lots of publishers making great stuff and uh, excited to see what comes from them. Yeah, and that was the exact quote I was looking at um, when I when I really dove into this piece. So I think it's cool. I'm excited. Um, good for them. All right, let's move on to the next story. And Bubble Boy, I, this should be a topic in itself. Uh, this should literally, maybe we should save this for good old days. I don't so. know. Honestly, I thought about it too. And I was just like, oh, it's really quick and easy for me. Um, the article, and I'll tell you what Dan's talking about. And, may, and we can save it too. But it's, let's rank the movies from phase four of the mcu the marvel cinematic universe from worst to best um and just in case you're like hmm, i'm not even sure i could name all of those um so far in phase four and this is coming from ign um doesn't does it say the author i don't know if it has the author here um but so far in phase four we have had black widow shang chi and the legend of the ten rings eternals spider-man no way home doctor strange in the multiverse of madness and thor love and thunder okay okay so i misread that chance i thought it was of all the mcu so this you're oh right, my we goodness, could no. let's have let's say that, let's though? save this no that's what i was gonna say we the whole nother time but let's let's actually yeah we can do this right now do you have yours Bubble Boy, I did. I mean, I, the I'll go for. I I can do it right now. I can do it okay, right now. Go ahead. We're, okay, ha, wait. With an asterisk, 
I have not seen Thor yet. So Thor is not going to be on this list, but I've heard mixed reactions. So, uh, from worst to best, worst Doctor Strange. I didn't enjoy it at all. <laughs> That's last. I, I, I don't even uh, even this crazy cameos, bubble boy. I don't even know if you've got to it. Weren't enough for me to be like this is worth it. <laughs> it was no spoilers, I, I didn't say it. anything. I didn't say anything. But there, you know, there are supposed to be crazy cameos. Even that to me, I'm like, it's not. It was. Guys, I didn't like. I even watched it on my giant OLED too, and I was like, "Ooh." And then I well, the say, church store called, and they're running out of you. They're running out of you, and so I would say Black Widow would be the next worst. It was just a meh film to me. Then I would say Shang Chi. I actually I enjoyed that, and I really liked his uh, his uh, his girl buddy in that. I thought she was hilarious, and she's also in Rich Crazy Asians. And then easily, come on. Oh wait. wait. No, I would go Black Widow, Eternals. Sorry, I actually enjoyed Eternals for being so different. I, do I think it was a good superhero movie? Mm, I don't know, but as far as something completely new and I have, I'm totally unaware of, I, I enjoyed that actually. And I'm, I would, act, I, I hope they make another one. I remember people were really down on Eternals. I really liked Eternals. It's like I said, I knew nothing about it, and so it was all new to me, and I really appreciated it. Okay, so that would be. The next one, then it'll be Shang-Chi. And then I would say, uh, yeah, it's easy. Uh, Spider-Man, No Way Home. Uh, Jose, what, what would your list be? And you haven't seen all of them either, have you? Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't. The one, so I haven't seen Doctor Strange. I want to see. I, I imagine I will enjoy it more than Chance and Dan did. But it's also clear that I watch movies to have fun. I don't watch them to <laughs> critique them Who's that? Uh, and to make fun of them. You guys do that. You hate it on Resident Evil. You haven't even seen Resident Evil. Right, like I, I, I want to see kind of stuff. Can I watch that, Jose? Is it? Can I watch that anywhere? Is that streamable? Anywhere? I don't know. I bought it for ten bucks. I'm just gonna <laughs> own it forever. I'm happy with that purchase. Um, of this, so the lowest one I would put on the list for me was Eternals. And here's the thing: I wanted to love it. Like I loved Kamel Nanjiani. I love I'm him shocked. as an actor. I love. But you haven't Andrew seen Doctor Strange yet. You're right. I haven't seen it yet. Um, I just, I just, the story just didn't grab me in the same way that I thought it was going to. And maybe some of it was because I just didn't know the characters, but I think the alternative of that, so the next up for me would be Black Widow. I, I enjoyed it. it. It wasn't amazing. I thought it was going to be on par with like the Avengers films because she's an Avenger. It just didn't hit the same way for me. And, and it's unfortunate because some of it came with like, it came right at the beginning of COVID and it was going to be in theaters. And then it was a Disney plus release. And maybe that kind of like messed up everything a little bit, but um, it was entertaining. I liked, I liked the actual story of the black widow, like syndicate and she's freeing everyone and the family piece. And obviously like Hopper from stranger things, he was awesome in there as the, as the Russian dude. Um, next for me after that would be Shang-Chi. I, I love Shang-Chi. I thought that was a dope movie and I knew nothing about that character. I love the representation in Marvel films. I love Aquafina. She was a super dope sidekick for him and the humor she brought. I also really liked the story. I thought it was a cool story and obviously the cameos from like Abomination and, um, what's the, who's the guy from Dr. Strange, um, Chen, who's in the library. What's his name? I don't know, but I know you're talking, you know about, talking yeah. about. I thought that was cool. And then my number one, of course, is Spider-Man. I mean, it, it, it was an awesome film. It was a great culmination of that stuff. And I think the coolest thing is that it's not the last one with Tom Holland. Like, he hasn't definitively said he's out, um, much like, you know, Tobey Maguire did and kind of Andrew Garfield and stuff. So I hope that they get to keep him because he's been an awesome Spider-Man. So the one thing I will say, and I don't know if we're going to bring this up in a later topic, and I, I admit to it, even though I have liked the movies and I appreciate everything Marvel, it has been a weird 
piece being in phase four because it doesn't feel like even though there's the cameos and kind of similar connections it doesn't feel like it's building the things in the same way that like infinity war was at the same time i don't fault them for that because that's such a hard problem i mean what what is the next big challenge like what is the next big unifying thing and you think about the world of comics right so like chances chance reads way more comics than dan and i ever do um the, the nice thing about comics is that you're not depending on actors, right? That's a reality you have to face in movies. You know, as much as I would love to see 10 Iron Man films because I just love that character, I don't know if Ronnie, Robert Downey Jr. wants to do 10, right? And if he doesn't, then things get spoiled, right? Like anytime you start getting into alternative actors for the same character who don't want to play it, you know, that's that's a weird thing. And they could go with the other Iron people. There's like Riri Williams. She's the Ironheart. Like they, and they might do that still. I hope they do. Um, it's just, it's just weird because you have to, you need a culminating event to eventually bring these things together. Otherwise what happens is it just dies. And then in 20 years, someone's like, all right, let's start the MCU again. And now it's in 4d space with our 3d goggles and our implants oh, in our heads. Well, Jose, what, why, why does it have to build to something? Why can't they just be their own individual stories? Why well, does it have to because, tie all because together? of what you, what we were talking about with this is because these are individual stories. And yet to all of us, we're kind of like. I mean, they're cool. You know what I'm saying? But it doesn't have that same oomph. Yeah, but nothing will. Together. But that's just it. Like, we can't expect it to be, to help. I, it. Like you said, you basically started, said that at the beginning. It's like, it was an incredible feat to build up to Infinity War. Like, yeah. And it's I never going to be replicated. But I'm the one who's supporting that. I'm the one who's like, I just love watching these things. Like, even though they're totally. I do too. Separate. But that doesn't mean we can't say when a movie's just okay. You know, like some of these were just. But you're crazy, though. Eternals last is better than Black Widow. Come on. Anyway, mm, I disagree. Chance, what are your Let's thoughts? Let's hear chances. Am I or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? <laughs> Sorry. We got, we got to take to, that soundboard know, away from him. I know. Okay. Um, well, and I had, so I had these in tears, right? And, and kind of like, you know, it's getting to be fantasy football season. So like your S tier and your tier one, tier two, um, Black Widow, the Eternals, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I never finished any one of them. I sat down for each one of them with a bowl of popcorn. Something came up. I don't know. I had a scratch on my butt or something and I had to pause it and never went back to any one of them. And I think that says something. And I never felt compelled to go back to any one of them. See, at least I finished my movies, Trolley Bear. I finished all of them. Sure. That's totally so fair. I, yeah, I, I just didn't. I wanted to like all of them. Um, and and I will. I do think we've been so spoiled with the way Infinity War culminated that we are expecting this bigger picture that's not going to happen. Um, and then there's the next. Um, so Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings and Thor Love and Thunder, I think, go in the next tier for me. Um, both great standalone films. I think Shang-Chi, one thing you guys didn't mention, because I loved everything you said, but that bus fight scene was one of the best fight scenes I've seen in a long, long time. It's extremely well done. Um, and Thor Love and Thunder and I think I talked about it a little bit last week but didn't go into as much detail and this is I'll do it spoiler free but one of the reasons that I didn't like it as much as I had hoped to was because what they did with Gore the bad guy he's really not all that compelling unless you're a god and so in the MCU what does that really mean like he's he's a threat to Thor and all these other gods out there, but past that, like, so what? He's not doing anything to New York City. He's not doing anything to LA. Like, it's really just not the most compelling bad guy from a big picture standpoint. Um, so I get it. And then Spider-Man No Way Home, which I, I don't know. Can they even consider that part of theirs? Because it's a Sony movie, isn't it? And I don't know. I just... I, 
it it worries me a little bit, but I also if if ever if they have to pump out twelve Black Widows before they can get a Spider Man, okay, I guess I'll take it. I was just thinking too about Spider Man. It, it was a good movie, but I've had no desire to like rewatch it. Oh, I just, really liked it. I loved all the different I, bad guys. I, I, I think it was more of a nostalgia thing. I don't think necessarily the story kind of doesn't make sense. Like, why is Peter so set on saving those bad guys? Like, he can't save them. You can't save them, Peter. They're gonna die no matter what. And they're it was very. It seemed a little forced, you know. Yeah, I, right, I don't. Go know. Back and save Aunt May, man. Come on, who cares about the Green Goblin? Save well, Aunt May. Well, <laughs> yeah, there's all kinds of it's. I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. I, I do think it was probably the, one of the better Spider-Mans, but I do think they were. it was just a fan service nostalgia trip. You know, as, as overall in the story, a lot of holes there. But as a, as a like I said, as a, a nostalgia hit for, with Peter or with, uh, what, are, what are their names? With Andrew Garfield and uh, Tobey Maguire. I, I think that was fantastic at that. Do I think there are better Marvel movies, Chance? Absolutely. I think quite a few are better than... Uh, no way home, but it's interesting to think about. I I personally like the these movies because I don't know what's happening, and I felt like the other ones were kind of more cliche action adventure comic book movies. But little did I know they were all building to Endgame. Whereas this, I feel like these are all new stories, and I have no idea what's going on. A lot of these characters, I have like Moon Knight, I, who don't still don't know what the point of that was, but you know, is something different. You know, I appreciate having the diversity, but. You're right. Is it going to be as good as an Infinity War? I don't know. Hopefully, who's the guy who directs all these movies and who's in charge? Taika Waititi? No, I don't no, know. No, no. Feige, oh, Kevin Feige. 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 Is, is he? Maybe he needs to go over Star Wars and kind of figure that out. Or no, who's oh, the one? God, who's who's the one taking alone. care of it right now? Um, who did Mando? The John, guy who did John Favreau. He's yeah, awesome. Favreau. He's, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Favreau, you yeah. need to take control of everything. Of exactly. Yeah. Take control of Star Wars like you did with starting the Marvel Universe with Iron Man and let's see what you do besides Mando, which and is have great. Have they ever said, maybe I'm just super naive, have they ever said back when they made Iron Man 1 that they had plans for Endgame and Infinity War? Because I I would argue that there's no way. There's no I way they, they knew. Did. Yeah, they maybe, did. No, they did. Because Kevin Feige's been involved since the beginning. And he. Yeah. that's why we have phases. He said phase Dang. one is going to be this. Phase two it's is going to end It's this, impressive, Phase three is going to be this. And he pitched it very well to Marvel and all the studios. And it, then it was a function of like, we got to get a couple bangers out. So we had Iron Man. We had Captain America write the Hulk. Because um, remember, there were a couple adventures. Hulk movies that were like, that didn't hit with Eric Bana. And the then Thor Edward movies Martin, that definitely Thor, didn't hit. Yeah, Ugh. Dark World was not super great. But But... <laughs> You know, that's, I mean, I think that's the hard part. That, and I, I applaud Kevin Feige. Like, you oh, can yeah. say what you want about some of the, the lesser it's Marvel crazy. films. To be able to do what he's done with yeah. the funding, the story, the writing, the actors, like, it, it is something Casting. that will probably not be replicated in our lifetime with any other, like, nope. IP. You know what I mean? Um, but Just bring I, the X-Men, I, right, Jose? Get that's what I was going to say. They could I would not love to get the X-Men. Good X-Men. I would love they to do that. They need to do the X-Men X, next. Right? So Phase 4 is over. We tried get, it. It get was okay. Phase and X. Phase X. And you do a Wolverine standalone. You do a Gambit standalone oh, with Channing Tatum like you wanted. No. And, get, no Channing Tatum. I want right. Channing Tatum. I'm Gosh. in for that chance. Sign me up. No, moving on. Let's close out the news with Netflix's Resident Evil series is the strongest adaptation yet. Same evil umbrella, same viral mutation, same survival horror instincts. This is coming from Matt Donatello. Donato over at IGN. Uh, I can't read this because it says if you're not caught up, there are some spoilers in here. But 
who 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 brought this article? Was, I'm, this is another. I chance? did, but oh I brought God. it for Jose, who's got his hand raised. So obviously, <laughs> okay, because um, I can't read it either. I just I was like, is it true, Jose? Is it? I'm confused, true? Jose. This has nothing to do with the cheap movie, the B movie that was made earlier. So so to be fair, I've watched exactly like one and a half episodes, not because I've wanted to binge the whole thing, because I have. I am at back at work. And so unless I don't want to like be good for work as I, and that's probably not good with my bosses all there. Um, I've got to get some sleep and stuff after school, but um, it is super dope. I am, I'm in love with this. And here's what I'll say it so far. It is nothing like the story with like Chris Redfield, Jill Valentine, Claire Redfield. Um, The only, the only thing right now, two things that cross those universes are the character Wesker so Wesker was the the original good guy turned bad guy in the original games and stuff like that. So he became superhuman and stuff like that. Um, is, he the, is he played by the guy from John Wick, the hotel guy? Yes. So that's the cool part. So they they told he's a totally different looking dude. He's a totally different Wesker, at least right now. Um, and then of course the Umbrella Corporation. Those are the only two things that ki- that are similar between them, at least at this point. Um, and it's still very early in the story, but the without without spoilers, the story so far is basically that. The apocalypse has happened. And so this the show kind of happens in two eras. It happens in the post-apocalypse and the pre-apocalypse. And so it's it's like one of those stories where it's like you see some of what's currently happening and the, the craziness, and then they go back and they're kind of building to like, how did this all happen? Um, and I'm assuming that's how that, the whole season will play out. But it's really cool because it's actually about Wesker's family. That's what the movies, the show's about. But here's what I will say about it that I've why I've loved it so much is I've always been a diehard fan of the original story of, of raccoon city and the mansion. Like I, I love that setting. I thought that's such a cool story. And as they ventured out into Africa and Spain and even into seven and eight now village, like I love it. It's the heart. It's the, it's the hardcore gameplay that I like, but it just doesn't have that same feeling. And it feels like we get further away from it. This is totally unrelated, but if they made this into a game like this, I would totally play that game. It's really, really cool the way they're doing it. Um, and uh, it's it's got a lot of elements of like dystopia. It takes place in South Africa of all places, which I think is really interesting. Um, but it's it's really 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 cool, man. So I hope that one that they get more seasons of this, and if they did some kind of adaptation or even like a reimagining, so like we kind of leave behind all of the Claire Redfields and Jill Valentines and restarted it in this kind of setting, it's pretty cool so far. So I'm I'm really enjoying it. I definitely will continue watching the rest of it. Um, and, and shout out to all the acting because the acting is pretty dope, man. I, they did a great job with all of it. So, um, I will give a, a, a review, a spoiler for your review once I get through it. But if you, if you don't check it out, you should definitely do that. Do you know how many episodes it is, Jose? I don't. And I did, I, I kind of hate looking at that list because yeah. I don't, I feel like it spoils it, things. Yeah. And then I can start doing the math of like, okay, there's only two yeah, episodes. It's going to yeah. get big. Okay. I kind of want to just enjoy it. How long are the episodes? They're long. They're like hour episodes, maybe an hour plus mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, so okay. they, they really put some stuff. I, into I, it. I still got to finish stranger things. So that's, yeah, that's do that first. Right you now. can, you can wait and do that do this later. Guys, that has been the Xbox slash gaming slash entertainment news for the week. Let's move on. Uh, we're not, we're, we have to save the good old days because we are going to save that since we finally got a vote from Claire, we're gonna have to do our definitive ranking of all top gun call signs. Uh, let's, what have we been playing? What have we been watching? Uh, would anyone like to go first or do you want me to go? Jose, you want to go first? Go ahead. Yeah. So unfortunately I haven't been able to play a whole lot. Again, I told you about going back to work and stuff like that. I will say I did, um, I did finish up the, the new season thing from Halo. 
um, because I, I actually was going, I jumped in the other day because I wanted, I didn't know if it was back to that fracture event. I know there's one more set of dates and I want to finish it to get my level 30 on that. But, um, they, they actually just opened up the new, um, alpha or like Wolfpack season two thing. And it's pretty cool. Like when you log in and for the record, if you haven't dashboard quit out, when you start, you should do that. Cause then you get a little short film that like introduces it. And then it's a, uh, it's a 10, 10 level event. You can do it all in one sitting. It's not like a only three and then three and three, you can go all the way through 10 for completing things. And it's last man standing, but it's got a cool element with like leveling up, which is really awesome. Where like when you kill someone, you get a certain number of points. And when you get a certain number of points, you level yourself up and you get a better gun. Um, it was really cool. I like that, that feature really well. So um, I didn't get any chicken dinners, but I got close. I got second place a couple of times on the last man standing. So that's been fun. I'm still trying to beat Tunic, that freaking mouse roll, mouse rat, vol guy in the basement. I'm so close. I can get him to that last quarter. I can't beat him quite yet. Um, and then it's, and here's here's my conundrum, and this is why you were saying about inside. I want to finish Tunic because I really want to spend a bunch of time with Forza. Like I, I haven't played it in a while, and I, you guys have been raving about the DLC. And I want, I don't want to, I don't want to have to go back to Tunic. I want to be done with it so I can just here's go the thing, Forza. just. Just there's accessibility things in there. You can have it to where you have like unlimited stamina and like unlimited health. Just just go check those. You can do it for this boss. No one will judge you for it. And then you can. Oh, get sure. I didn't know that. Okay, yeah. I'm, I actually might do that because I just want to finish it. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty close I, to I, the end, right? At that point. Yeah, and I totally hear you, and I get you because I'm going to talk about a game here in a second where I feel this exact same way. I want to kill myself, but yeah, do you definitely need to play inside Jose? And it's not a long game either. So sorry, go ahead. And anything you've been watching? Uh, so then, yeah, other than that, Resident Evil, I've been watching it, enjoying it a lot. Like I really, really enjoy it. And then my wife started watching the show. It's just I don't. It's not my style, but it is funny. Called Snowflake Mountain, um, and it's I, it'll resonate with you if you're a teacher or you work with children because it's basically about a group of entitled adults who get tricked into going into like this wilderness contest, but they're like the biggest like. I, we were Ashley and I were telling you about that. Yeah, about spoiled brats and stuff. And uh, yeah. Victoria's been watching it, and it's it's a it's a it's a cool show, man. I've enjoyed it quite a bit. I don't love that kind of stuff either, but it's good. Yeah, so that's what I've been watching. Hopefully, as as work is kind of mellowing out here, I want to get I want to finish Tunic, get into Forza, and finish Resident Evil. I'll give some updates soon. But boy, you want me to go next? I'll go next. Um, so what have I been playing? Jumped into Forza Horizon Five Hot Wheels. Bubble Boy and I were talking about this in that thirty minutes when Jose just went AWOL on us. So incredible, you guys. I was like, uh, is a 77 inch too big? Nope, not what I'm playing for. It's a Hot Wheels, you guys. The, it looks incredible on my TV. I literally was like, like moving around in my chair and my sofa back there when I'm doing these loops, when I'm on the magnet, magnetized tracks. Just it is so stunning. It is so amazing so much fun to play i made a tweet saying that it's just so much fun and, and most of all jose it respects my time i never feel like i'm wasting time playing this game i'm having a blast every single time you go in oh i'm just gonna do a challenge here a challenge here jose, oh chance by the way i did that season one too i got that see all the seasons achievement just like you i think it's so much fun you'll you'll do a few things and then you, you can't stop playing i couldn't stop playing i drove every single road the first night and, and literally just driving around, seeing everything. There are these three different areas you can go to. One's like snowy, one's a volcano, one's like a rainforest. It is so cool, you guys. It's so much fun. Oh, Chance and I will have way more to talk about it, but I just, I have to give praise to Playground Games. They do not miss. 
and I'm going to tweet this tomorrow with the you know nothing but respect to everyone. In um, playground games is our insomniac. They are our naughty dog. They're up there as far as I'm concerned as as a developer who makes incredible gaming experiences. Yes. Uh, they don't make a third-person action and adventure game like Stupid Last of Us or Spider-Man. Not yet. I cannot wait. I was talking about this with Chance to see what they do with Babel. I, I cannot wait right. to see them do something different because everything they've given us... Shut up! What? 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 Jose, why is my Apple Watch talking to me right now in the middle of my speech? Everything that Playground Games has made has gotten better. Forza Horizon 1, Forza Horizon 2, Forza Horizon 3, 4. And they ship their games on time. They're well-made. They're balanced. They evolution. There's an evolutionary aspect to each game. They add more. They learn from everything. Praise be to Playground Games. They are incredible. Amazing. So much fun. Then also, you guys, I've been playing Trek to Yomi. Man. Chance, did you beat this or did you play? Okay, so here's the thing. Did you play it on normal? Yeah. Okay. I'm playing it on hard. Wow. Is that the like one hit death? No, it's just, well, you lose a lot more health. No, that might be Ronin mode. I can't imagine playing it on that. Holy caca. So this was a mistake. I'm playing on hard and all of a sudden chance I get to chapter five where I also notice there's an achievement. They go down drastically. It starts to become rare, like finish chapter oh, five, finish time. chapter six, yeah. finish chapter seven. Yeah. I was getting so mad. The difficulty just spiked big time at the end of this with the combat. And all of a sudden, I was in a Souls game. I'm not even kidding you guys. I spent an hour and 15 minutes streaming fighting this. The the boss chance, the, the, the monster boss that you fight, whatever that first, the first one, chapter one five. that's a monster. Yeah, the first thing? monster yeah. boss. Yeah, I yeah. guess there's another one later on. I, I was losing it, you guys. And the problem with Trek to Yomi is its combat is just, it's not fine-tuned enough and not quite responsive enough. And I actually read some threads on this on a Reddit post because I was reading, I'm like, I can't be the only one noticing this. And that's what everyone was saying is like, it's it's a beautiful game. I think that its art style is is really fun or, or it's, it's really artistic and interesting. And I, I love everything aesthetic-wise going on with this game. I like the story. I like the platforming, just the simpleness of it from going from point A to point B chance. I, there's so much here to like, and the lore is pretty dang good. Some of those collectibles you find is very like in depth, and it, I'm learning stuff about Japanese culture and stuff like that. But the combat, especially on hard chance, I can't tell you how frustrating it has been at times. And it's also slightly buggy. My audio has cut out a few times uh, against that boss, the chance, the whatever beast boss that was. I'd start the boss and my guy wouldn't move. He would just be stuck. And this happened over and over and over again. It's just little things like this are like just holding it back. And I want to love it because like I said, the first three chapters, I was like, this is this is sweet. I can do this. This is fun. And then once I got to four, you start, I don't want to spoil it. You start fighting these different things and the combat kind of changes. And you really have to pay attention and do certain moves in your combat on hard Otherwise, everything falls apart and you have to find like patterns. And because it's not quite dialed in, I'm I'm dying so much chance. And it's it's kind of ruining the experience for me. So Trek to Yomi, uh, I'm so conflicted on this. And I'm going to do a review on this later. But as of right now, if you play it, play it on normal. And Bubble Boy, I would and love I, to hear your thoughts yeah, on I Trek to Yomi. Yeah, I think 10 years ago, it, and this is, it's not 
this is going to come off bad, but I, I don't mean it. It's like a, it's a honest critique. 10 years ago, it would have been an incredible game. And I think they could have made it 10 years ago. It's not anything groundbreaking in terms of technology after you've, especially you have put as much hours as you have into Elden Ring. You're not going to be okay with the, the hitboxes being off and the dodge being off a little bit and being able to, to expertly pick which enemy you're, you're going against. It's it. Oh yeah. I get it. You're right. It, it, it was a, it's definitely an indie, right? Like it's, I don't, you'd have to look up how many people made that game. I think it was an extremely small team and um, yeah, a lot of really good things about it, but, but definitely I think could be more polished. So yeah it, it's it, I, uh, it's tough for me but on another positive note though i did get 1100 out of 1100 i completed perils super perils of baking guys get this according to uh true achievements i was the second person in the world to get every single achievement on this game <laughs> So I was pretty pumped about it. Shout out again to Last Stand Media. I did. Oh, I'm also wearing the Sacred Symbols shirt right now. Yeah, we got a celebrity over here. You don't play to have fun. You absolutely don't play to have fun. So here's the thing about Super Perils. Great game. I absolutely think it's worth $10. If you love Super Mario World, you love platformers, that's what this game is. It is a fun Super Mario World inspired platformer. Bacon actually went out and bought it because he was watching me on the stream and he's like, I he's I see him playing it. It's it's hilarious. But Colin specifically said on Sacred Symbols, he's like, the PS5 and Xbox Series version are going to have the hardest trophy list. And he wasn't lying. Some of these things took me a while. And that's why I think I put like 16 hours into this game. And it's a simple platformer. If you do New Game Plus, I beat it in like a few hours. Like it was simple because I had to get every achievement. And man, what were were some of the examples of the hard one? Give me like two or three of the hard ones. So you have to beat, you have to collect every single letter. You have to beat it under a certain amount of time. That was hard. And then the other hard thing was beating it without getting hit. So you had to go perfect. (laughs) And then, uh, yeah. And then there was, uh, yeah, those, that, those were mostly it. And then you had to do new game plus. And then, um, but that's thankfully those were the main ones is you just couldn't get hit. You had to collect every level or every letter, the B. That's why I write bake. And that's what I was saying in the text group. All the baking streams is B-A-K-E. You have to uh, beat it under a certain amount of time, not getting hit, and then find every secret in the level. So seems simple enough, but trust me, the, there were times. Oh, and then beating enemies like your certain bosses without getting hit and dying. So Again, I do recommend the game though. It's Super Mario World. You don't have to, unless you're an idiot like me, you don't have to go for the achievements. I had a blast playing it otherwise. I'm also watching Stranger Things. No spoilers. I'm like two or three episodes in and I think I, I love it. It's just, it makes me appreciate, you know, watching it. I'm like, I love just a, 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 a slightly more grounded. I know it's not compared to like all the superhero uh, shows I've been watching. So I'm appreciating uh, Stranger Things. Bubble Boy, what about you? What have you been playing or watching? Oh, uh, the Hot Wheels DLC for sure. Um, it's I, I can't say enough as anything more than Daniel just said about it. It's gorgeous. It's incredible. You feel like you're on a roller coaster when you're playing it. And I'm, I'm not playing it on a 77-inch OLED, but on my 55. And we were talking about the draw distances and 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 things that you think would be mundane that are just absolutely incredible. We were saying there's times Chippo where 
Um, some of the tracks are magnetized and so usually going off these flying off these jumps is a ton of fun but you'll go on these magnetized ones and they have this incredible sound that it makes as soon as you touch the track yeah so we need to get that drop on here um and so you know you're not gonna go flying right so you're about to like you're like crest this hill but you and then you suck right back down into it and it it's just mind-blowing like i remember when we did our top five openings and me and daniel blew it because we didn't have forza yes, on there, you did. any forces but chapo absolutely had a forza on there um there's 10 or 12 of those moments right out of the gate when you're playing it and then they keep happening i don't know if you've noticed that daniel but there's times where you'll be in a normal race and it'll slow down and zoom back out yeah so that you can see the entire thing out it's there. so beautiful um, one tiny critique that I'll give to it though, is it's really forgiving with those tracks. You can mess up a lot and like bouncing off of things. Um, there's times where you don't have the walls, but it's kind of like bowling with bumpers. It really is, um, for a lot of the stuff because you have the tracks there to keep you not that, you know, you're just flying all over the place, but there's times, um, where I've noticed I'm like, oh gosh, I, if that had been, just on a road with a house over there, I'd have been, I'd have crashed a long time ago, but um, absolutely loving it. It's incredible. They do such amazing things at playground games. I will buy anything they make next. Um, as a fan of the fable series, I'm absolutely ecstatic that they have their hands on it. Anyone who says otherwise, I think I'm not going to go so far as to be like the uh, EA CEO guy, but I'm going to say you're crazy and give them a chance. Um, they're good at what they do. They're incredible at what they do. It'd be like you saying like, well, if, you know, Russell Wilson's a Seahawk, so I don't want him on my team. He's not, a, well, no, he is a Bronco now. And at the end of the day, he's a great football player, right? So you're happy he's going to be on your team. At the end of the day, playground games, their attention to detail is unmatched, absolutely unmatched um, in anything I can think of. Um, and Fable, what a great universe for them to take over. Something that's been gone for a little while, something that the attention to detail was. That game started the kind of open, well, maybe it didn't start, but talking about open world and consequences and all those kinds of things. I think they're going to do an incredible job. Um, it doesn't have to do with cars for them to be good at it. You can tell they are masters of their craft and they care about what they're doing. So I'm stoked. Um, outside of that, and I have some sad news for everybody because I was hoping to have my official video review, our XRT first video review of the, uh, the 10 out of 10 people. I'll say it again. Snellavod, 10 out of 10 house flipper, um, is a game that when you talk about, uh, playing games to have fun and to scratch an itch that you need or create this little universe that you're the master of house flipper nails it on every, everything. Um, if they could get some of the guys from playground games and girls from playground games over there to help them with just a few quality of life things, um, oh man, House Flipper would be game of the year contender for me. Um, if so many other things weren't out there, I'm telling you, it's just fun. You wait, you, you're like, you go and knock down one wall and you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. And you start knocking down other walls. You're like, oh, this is fantastic. And just cleaning. Ashley was getting mad at me. She's like, are you cleaning a window again? Yeah, I'm cleaning windows. She's like, why don't you clean the actual window that's been dirty for months right next to you? Well, there's no fun in that. Chapo. I was going to say, 
similarly, I don't know if you've been seeing it on the Twitter streets. You know what's been getting rave reviews is Power Wash Simulator. I see people yes. like, and this thing is yes. amazing. I want to play that too. There's so much to play right now. Yep. And and Skill Up, who I think you guys both watch too on, on YouTube, Skill Up had a review on it. He's like, this is not a joke. I am not kidding. I know people are going to think I'm trolling. This is simply fun and satisfying. And it gets into that like deep psychology of video games and like how in like uh what am i thinking oh the diablo games like the loot farming and stuff when you beat a boss and all the loot goes goes flying and it just like clicks in the back of your brain this is like that it really is so house flipper 10 out of 10 stay tuned for the video review oh uh, yeah i'm so far behind of reviews i we got to work on that. We got to get some quick reviews out there. So that has been what we have been playing and watching for the week, guys. We made it. We're at the end of the show. Hopefully, Jose's audio is going to be good. Let's end the show like we always do with the best food we had this week. Would anyone like to go first or should I? Yeah, I'll go. I can kick it off since I was just talking. Um, we went to it's a it's a place in Parker called What the Fa. Um, which Cora pointed out for the first time. She's been a few times and she's like, daddy, you can't say that word. I was like, I did not Cora. It's not a bad word. It's what the pho. It is a Vietnamese pho restaurant and it's legit. It's, it's tastes and feels just like the ones um, over in our neck of the woods in Aurora, Dan, that you know are authentic. Um, so the first time we went in Parker, it's in Parker. I was a little nervous. I was like, yeah, is it really going to be the real thing? It absolutely is. Um, Hot take though, I never get pho at pho restaurants. I always go for the vermicelli rice noodle bowl, um, steak and egg roll, and just absolutely fantastic. Uh, Chipotle Bear, what about you? Uh, so it's kind of a, a lighter week on the food. A couple, couple, couple notable meals, but the one that I wanted to shout out was uh, I went to Tacos Rapidos again, uh, and he, and here's why I brought it up though is because it was. Uh, on Wednesday this week, we had a big meeting for my office with like my coworkers, and it was like we have there's a lot of turn- turnover in our school and every school, and so it was like a okay, we have to meet for like five hours to get ready for school. Like there's just a lot to do, and so I was like, if we're gonna meet. I'm bringing everyone burritos, and they were like, I mean, my whole team was pumped. Like they're like, are you getting the good burritos? And it's it's one of those things where like they didn't know where they come from. Like I think they just literally think they were like magic burritos that I like call my cousin for or something like that. But they were literally like the good ones and i was like yes and so they knew exactly what they were what they wanted and stuff so it was great man love the ruckus burritos from tacos rapidos shout out for the bacon that's my favorite sounds good jose <laughs> sounds good we're gonna have to take your word for it yeah <laughs> perfect guys the best food i had this week and i know lots of people like to hate on it was Little Caesars, you guys. There's nothing like a hot and ready. And actually, I take that back. I don't get the hot and ready's. I specifically order specialty pizzas through the app. Guys, the pizza portal, pretty dang legit. But boy, have you tried this out where you have to get a little QR code? You I love the pizza in, portal. Just, love it. Oh, it is the future, man. Talk about the they're innovative over that little Caesars. But anyway, here's the standard order. If you're wondering, you get your you get your build your own standard pizza, but you get bacon on it. That's what I get. Then you get, of course, crazy bread and crazy sauce. And then here's this is surprisingly, I shouldn't say surprising. This is really it was it blew my mind. We got the stuffed crust plain cheese pizza. Dip in the stuffed crust, you guys, with the crazy sauce blew my mind. I'm not usually a big stuffed crust fan. I was like, 
are you going to eat that crust, Grayson? Give it to me. Breaky, give me your crust. So shout out to Little Caesars, especially shout out to the Pizza Portal. Gentlemen, this- Not Papa John's. I don't want to go to Papa John's. You can't make me go to Papa John's. I like Papa John's. This has been Xbox Record This Episode 64. My name is Daddy Diwali. You can follow me at Daddy Diwali across all social media. Don't forget to follow the show, write to the show, engage with us. Please write in at Xbox Record This on all social media. Jose, where can people find you? If, if we can still hear you, that is on that Walmart connection. If you can hear me, I can be found on Twitter at Chipotle underscore bear or Instagram at Chipotle bear. I'm going to have to go visit the Xfinity store. You can probably find me there so I can talk about this caca upload speed that I have right now. So Pure caca over there. Xfinity, you're failing me right now. I, Jose, I'm getting 440 down and 12 up, so I don't know about what's going on over there. It's, I'm getting you know, 0.9 up right now. <laughs> oh, 9 up. No, no, no. Bubba boy. Uh, you've got solid internet. Where can people find you? Uh, back at work at Gateway. If you need to find me, you can find me at Gateway. I go back to work tomorrow. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening. And as always, gentlemen, see you online. See you online. See you online. See you online. I'm on no sleep. No sleep. You don't know what it's like in there. All night long, things are creaking and cracking, and that red light is burning my brain. You look a little stressed. Oh, I'm stressed. (laughs) Perfect. Was that you, Bubble Boy? You know it. Xbox, record this. As a podcast created by Daniel Walensic. You can follow him at Daddy Diwali on all social media. The assistant to the co-host is Jose Martinez, and you can follow him at Chipotle underscore bear on Twitter. The assistant to the assistant to the co-host is Chance Siegel, and you can follow him at BubbleBoyN7. You can follow the show at Xbox Record This on all social media. If you'd like to find out more about the show, visit XboxRecordThis.com.